welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Long after the serpent has been killed, the tail will thrash about and the needle-pointed venomous fangs may still be bared. The snake is dead, but he doesn't know it. And long after the armistice is signed and the peace treaty approved, there are those who refuse to lay down their arms and quit the fight. The war is over, but they don't know it. We will expect you to lead this army in a successful attack against the tyrant. This army? Yes. This army is absolutely untrained. I know. Has no weapons, no ammunition, no supplies, no transport. What kind of an army do you call it? A victorious army. Our mystery drama, The Equalizer, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Larry Haynes. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Avenue in New York City, the capital, the hub, the headquarters of so many of the great American enterprises, commerce, industry, communications, a street of important-looking, smartly-dressed men and women. Here's a young man of about 35 or 40, slim, with dark hair that is just stylishly long. Suit, shoes, shirt, tie, everything he wears speaks of elegant and expensive good taste. He turns into the lobby of one of those magnificent stone and glass buildings. He is obviously an important young executive from the looks of him. The elevator lets him out on a high floor. He opens a door on which is lettered the legend, International Enterprises. He enters an exquisitely furnished waiting room. A smartly groomed secretary nods at him and picks up her telephone. Yes? Mr. Henley is here. You can go in. Ah, you are Donald Henley. Yeah. I'm Stanley Bowen. Cigarette? I don't smoke. May I offer you a drink? I don't drink. Uh, Joe Davis speaks very highly of you. Have you known? Uh, do you know Joe very well? Yeah. Joe and I, we go back quite a while. Joe says you're exactly the man the client needs. Who's the client? He... Uh, they are in South America. Oh. Are they in or out? At this point, they're still in the hills, in the jungles. What will they pay? What are you asking? What do I have to do? Train a couple of thousand men. Also lead them? Yes. Certain amount of leadership. That's extra. I understand. What chance do they have? Well, the people I'm told don't like the government that's in there right now. They'll probably support your crowd. But once your fellows get control, things will get no better, maybe even worse. They'll have to do the whole thing all over again. That's why guys like you and me will never be out of work. I have a Swiss bank account. You'll deposit $50,000 in it and then 10000 every month plus expenses. Sounds high. Goodbye. Wait. These are poor people. I don't know if they can pay it. The poor people never pay it. It'll come from the rich who are buying insurance. <laughs> I see you know the drill. Do I or don't I get the job? 
You are now the advisor to the military arm of the People's Revolution. Would you also care for a military title? I could get you a commission as a colonel. I don't care what you call me. Just deposit the money. Where would you like to go? Oh, uh, Tussles. All right. Anytime you're ready. Well, why? You want to go, don't you? Well, but unless you know somebody. <laughs> Tussles is absolutely top. The most exclusive discotheque in the world. Well, you have to be somebody to get in there. I'm somebody. Oh, look, let's forget it. Put on your hat. I don't wear a hat. Put on whatever you're going to wear and let's go.
never met a man like you. I, I don't know who you are, what you do. Does it matter? No, but I'd like it to matter. I guess it can't. You're absolutely complete in yourself. You want a woman for company. It never gets more than skin deep. Why? Because that's the way it has to be. Naturally, being in enemy territory won't be in uniform. 
How will the colonel know me? From your photograph, which you've been sent on ahead. The white couldn't have been dropped into revolutionary territory by helicopter. Because they don't have any. That means I have to land at the government airport. Won't I attract suspicion? Oh, I'm sure you will. Do I have a cover? You represent International Scouting Associates. What am I scouting for? Talent. Baseball talent for the American Major Leagues. Yes, there are your credentials. The Colonel Ramirez will pick you up. Then both of you will somehow have to make your way past all the government security forces. How good is this, uh, Colonel Ramirez? From what I'm told, you couldn't ask for anyone better. a garment that we continually alter, but which never seems to fit. And not just life itself, but all the perceptions that go with living, all the ideas and beliefs, and even prejudices. We are constantly being surprised and forced to reevaluate our thinking. Well, that's all to the good, isn't it? You're Colonel Ramirez? Be careful. Those two men by the exit, they are the secret police. What do we do? Nothing. Smile. Be happy. Have you a weapon? We may have to shoot our way out. In my luggage. We cannot wait to pick it up. We must leave at once. Those two men are coming toward us. I have a revolver in my pocket. Be ready to run. Where? Follow me. Suppose you get killed. Where is yours, senor? Yes? You have me first? Yeah. Here. Ah, well. These show you are the baseball scout. Yeah. Senor, I have a nephew. He wants to play Yankee baseball and make one million dollars. You will look at him? Sure. Good, good. Uh, remember his name, Pedro Valdez. Yeah. And you? Uh, you have a card? Uh, hey, here. Yeah. Senor, you can do much better than this one. Say the word. No, she, uh, she suits me fine. Well, what is this, uh, your nephew's name again? Valde. Pedro Valde. I'll remember. 
That was easy. If they had not believed your story about baseballs, we could have been shot down on the spot. How good was your card? Not good. But we wanted to believe you, and so you had to believe me. Uh, where are we going? Into the country. Are there police? Everywhere. But we are looking for young boys who play baseball in the schools, the fields. Yeah, it's a good cover. Who thought of it? I did. You're a girl. How did you uh, get to be a colonel? Do you object? <laughs> of course you do. But not as much as my own men. But they had to accept me in the end. That is also part of the fight. It is not like in your country where the woman is free to be anything she wants. Here she is either a courtesan or a drudge, a saint or a slut. How long will it take us to get to where we're going? Well, it depends on how much pretending we must do for the police. All right. You're paying for my time. Use it any way you like. Look in the mirror. You see that car behind us? It is not too far. Has it been following us? Yes. Police? Yes. That is why we are going to Las Cruces. There is always a game. The factory workers, the sailors, the high school. I never liked baseball. It was always too slow for me. Yeah, we, uh, we could have a problem. Why? I've got these credentials. They can fool people, but I can't. Why not? Because the minute I talk baseball, I'm licked. Why? Anyone can see I don't know the first thing about it. Well, let me help you. <laughs> Anybody here any good? The pitcher is fast, but wild. The fat one who hit the home run cannot survive the curveball that awaits him in the major league. Ah, but the shortstop. Yeah? He has the inborn gift. He does, huh? He anticipates when the ball will be hit. And so he is there before it arrives. Our friend... He has also arrived. Ah, we meet again, Senor Scout. Yeah, hello. What, um, what do you see here, Senor Scout? Uh, the pitcher is wild. He uh, The big fat fella can't hit the curve. Well, that is also a fact. But, the shortstop. Oh, he is born with the gift. You really think so? Oh, yes. And you think he can go to the United States? I'll, uh, I'll say so to my boss once I find out his name. I know his name. He is my nephew, Pedro Valdez. I'll, uh, write that down. You will, um, you will offer him money? Oh, yes. Um, well, I'll, uh, have to talk to my boss back in the States. Why not give him some money now? Well, I have no authority. Ah, but some other scout may steal him. I have no money. Have uh, $500? No. Nope. Three? I never carry much cash. Certainly, you must have hundred. Well, just about. Give it to me, and I will give it to him as a deposit. In that way, he will be bound to you. Yes. Yeah, I understand. Okay. Here you it goes in my country. They pay the police poorly and force them to oppress the people. The people hate and fear them. 
And the police, then, also hate and fear the people. Is he still following us? No. Why have you come here? The $50,000 up front, and then $1,000 a month, and expenses. Was it only for the money? What else? The other things? Yeah, sure, maybe for you, but not for me. I work for whoever pays me. Then this is just a job. That's right, Colonel. And you would also work for the enemy? Why not? They aren't my enemy. But you are willing to kill them. Part of the job. What if they had asked you? Would you also work for them? If they had asked me first. Then you are a man who has no principles. Only one do the job. For which you are getting paid. Yes, but when you buy me, I belong to you. Some of your idealists will drop their guns and run away when the fight gets too hot. I won't. And I won't make a deal with the other side either. That's what you have to watch out for. I trust all the men and women in my army of the revolution. Do you? I don't. Of course. A person like yourself. I've been here before, Colonel. These things form a pattern. If you're losing, people will try to make a deal to save their necks. If you're winning, people will want to get all they can for themselves. You have no faith in humanity. How soon will we be there? We are there now. Oh, yeah? Here are the hills, and beyond them, the jungle. This is the country of the revolution. Mm -hmm. Doesn't look like much. From here, we will march forward to victory. You do not believe it. hmm? First, I want to look at the army. Compañeros, this is Senor Henley, our military advisor. Senor Henley has inspected our forces and is prepared to report. The army is too small to begin an offensive. People will join us as we advance. Who are you? Uh, this is Major Bafoja, my second in command. The government forces outnumber us ten to one. The government troops are completely demoralized. They are ready to revolt. I watched some patrols moving through the jungle. Their morale looked pretty good to me. What is it that you suggest then? Your men need training. They need better weapons. They must learn how to use them. And how long must this take? I don't know. Uh, We're paying you for answers. It'll take as long as it has to. I have to transform peasants and peons into a smart, effective striking force. If we do not move now, Rosita, we lose the moment. What uh, moment is he talking about? The correct revolutionary moment. The critical moment. When the people shall be ready to rise. Well, you settle that among yourselves. I have a company out there that doesn't know one end of a rifle from the other. Where are you going? I have to teach them how to use missiles and rockets, how to repair radios and jeeps. I can't get bogged down in your politics. Stand at attention. Shoulder arms. Present arms. I don't reach for that canteen. But it is not. I'll tell you when you can drink and I'll tell you when you can eat. I'll tell you when you can breathe. Is that clear? Shoulder on. Right face. Forward march. You there. Oh, me? You know who I am? Your orders are to salute me within the perimeter of the encampment. Now put on your pack. Pick up your rifle. Double time. March. (laughs) 
have to set up a maintenance platoon. Specially trained mechanics. Otherwise, this equipment will all be destroyed. We will try to find mechanics. And what about medical support? One of our comrades is a medical student. You need a medical detachment. We cannot have all the frills of a modern army. Then you can't be a modern army. And if you can't be one, forget the whole business. Rosita, I am here to protest in the name of the men of the fourth platoon. All right, what's the matter now, Baroja? You are treating these men in a most savage and repressive manner. What do you mean, Carlos? I'm trying to teach them discipline. Oh, you are brutalizing them. This is why we're having a revolution. To destroy these master and sir relationships. Well, they have to pick up the habit of discipline. What good is this right face, left face, this saluting? Because one day I'll say to them, move toward the enemy, and they'll do it without thinking about the bullets they have to walk into. And they'll obey me because it's become second nature. You are dealing with human beings, not pigs being led to a slaughter. My way cuts down on the slaughter. When do we attack? When we're ready. Do you agree with him, Rosita? Yes. Oh, very well. But I tell you this, it had better be soon. He's not really a military officer. How did he get to be a major? He's more of a political officer. His job is also very important. Sure. He does not like you. No kidding. He was always opposed to the idea of hiring a mercenary. That's a good enough reason. There is also another reason. Yeah? He happens to be in love with me. We're due for a break. Let's take it here. It's time, isn't it, that something like this came up? But that's what most stories are about, aren't they? Love and war and money. It seems that we have all three. And the puck is simmering nicely as we anticipate the third act. Pretty much the story of the human race, isn't it? There isn't a moment that people aren't obsessed with one of them, two of them, or even all three. This isn't going to be much of a war. It'll only involve some two-by-four country lost somewhere in South America. There isn't an awful lot of money at stake here either. But love? Ah. Stand by. So he's in love with you. What has that got to do with me? He thinks I'm in love with you. That's his problem. But he's right. I am. That's your problem. I know. But getting down to business. You have to allot responsibilities. You need a quartermaster. Someone has to be responsible for supplies. Gasoline, food, ammunition. Has to be organized and it. You're not paying attention. I fell in love with you at the airport when you kissed me. I only kissed you because you told me to. And it meant nothing to you? It was a tactic to divert the enemy. That is all? A getting back to the business at hand. Is that your entire life? The business at hand? Yes. And there's never anything else? Never. And there's never anyone? There's always someone, but uh, that's just the past of time. And 
That's all she can ever be? Just someone with whom to pass a little time? That's all. Excuse me. Now, wait a minute. Where are you going? Out. No, you can't. Why? You can't afford it. Who says so? I say so. Now, look, I'm your professional military advisor. You pay me for my time, and the clock is running. You can't indulge yourself with all these personal, emotional dramas. I am sure you never indulge yourself in these little dramas. I... I am involved in the greatest drama of all, life and death, and their absolute. In battle, which is my business, you're either one or the other. Now, do you want to win this war you're going to have with the government forces? Does it matter to you if we win or lose? Win or lose, I walk away from here. And go to another battle. After a while, yes. And what we're trying to do here? It has no meaning for you? No, not at all. What were we talking about? We need more equipment. We need medical supplies, replacement parts, ammunition. I know, I know. Then do something about it. Don't ask me to perform miracles. Why not? What you're asking me to do. You almost killed me. That's right. If I were a government sentry, I would have heard you coming and you'd have been a dead man. Didn't I show you how to do it? You don't lumber up behind them like a truck. You do it quietly, slowly. You sneak up, taking advantage of every bit of cover. And when you're ready, you pounce. The knife is out, and it's in and under. But you'll be alive. Answer that in a military manner. Forward pace, Lopez. Good. Advisor there. See, For you. Donald. Yes, what is it? You must return to headquarters at once. We are going to have a political crisis. I am glad you arrived first, Donald. What happened? The political committee of the revolution has arrived at a decision. To do what? To launch the offensive. Good luck. We were assisted in arriving at the decision by several foreign observers. No kidding. They promised us help. Yes, they always do. But, Donald, perhaps they are right. What do you think? I think you'll be slaughtered to the last man and woman. You? You think we have no chance to win? That doesn't matter. Then you do have certain principles. When, uh, when is this offensive to take place? The meeting will be held in less than an hour. I'm glad I was invited. You are all familiar with the decision. We will now hear from the military advisor. I'm against it. Why? We're not prepared. We're not trained. We're not equipped. That is a consideration, compañeros. You are overlooking the basic spirit of the movement. Our strength is not in our weapons. It is in our determination. It is the support we shall receive from the people. Let us march, and soon we shall be surrounded by the victorious nation. There's a strongly entrenched army with tanks and artillery waiting for you just at the edge of the jungle. This is a military problem which you have been paid to solve. You have been training commandos. Once they achieve a breakthrough, the nation will join us. That's what you want me to do? That is what we expect you to do. One chance. They don't expect an attack. They pulled some units out, you see, right here on the map. 
They're stretched thin. Now, my detachment can break through, but we'll need you to bring up support. Do you understand, Baroja? See, if we can get loose behind the lines, we can capture or destroy some tanks and artillery pieces. But you have to hit them, Baroja, and take their attention away from us. Do you understand? See? All right. I'll be ready to go at 4 a.m. I'll still have two good hours of darkness. You advance, Baroja, just as soon as you hear the sounds of firing. I'm counting on it. I shall advance. All right, then. Uh, that's just about all we have to talk about. Oh, wait. Compañeros, this is to be the start of the revolution. Let us each raise our right hands and swear to support each other. Come what may. What are you doing here? I am going with you. It's not going to be a good place for a woman. What is a good place for a woman? Besides... I am more than a woman. I am your commanding officer. And I am as good a soldier as any man. How much longer? Less than a minute. You seem very calm. This is my business. And that is all it is? Just a business? All right, everybody. Let's get in quietly. Don't fire till I give the word. All right, let's move out. You're really going to come, huh? Yes. I know how to use a knife if I have to. Supporting us with fire. I don't know. Where is Baroja? I don't know. I know. He's told us out. No. He took an oath. No, he set us up. But he believes in the revolution. He is not a traitor. Maybe he thinks you're the traitor. Me? He talked himself into it. He believes that what you're doing is wrong. So this is how he gets rid of you. You have no evidence. We both have evidence. The evidence of our ears. It's what we hear. Silence. What we don't hear. Firing. We're in a trap. All right, let's get out of here. I told you he was not safer. That is Baroja. No, that's the enemy. No. They're shooting at us. Fall back. Compañeros, move back. We can't. Baroja's firing at us, too. What are we going to do? We're going to move to the right. To the right. Oh. Try to get to the wood. To follow me. And keep low. Close to the ground. Come on. Ah. What is it? Oh, it's everything. Oh. I've been hit. Go on, you better get out of here. No. While you can. Let me help you. No, I, I can't move. Oh. This is your leg. Look, while you have a chance. Go on, get out of here. Lopez, we we'll have to carry No, him. don't be crazy. You'll be killed. Put your right arm around his shoulder, Lopez. Go on. Get out of here. Will you get out of Yes. 
in a cave, just above the river. But they are looking for us. Patrols are still searching. You must be quiet. Yeah, sure. If we are caught, we shall be shot. Nothing new to me. My leg. What happened to my leg? It will be all right. It has a bullet in it, huh? No more. Jacinto, a medical student, he took it out. But we could not move him. He risked his life to come here. Oh, yeah, now I know. I I was hit. Mm. You and Lopez carried me away, huh? Where is Lopez? He's risking his life. Going for water. All for me. All for you. And you stayed with me. Why? Because I love you. Now you shouldn't love anybody, Rosita. Why? Because you can't trust anybody. You can trust me. Baroja. He sold us out. Yes. He's one of the others now. Ah. How many times that happens. But we will try again. Why? Why? Because we must. But don't you see... The revolutions, they all fail. They fail in the field, or if they win, they fail later. Because the revolution has become corrupted. I know. Many people are weak and foolish. We must hope to be better. A new revolution is about to start in this cave. It will go forth from here. Will you join us? Join you? Mm-hmm. You and Lopez and... Kinto. Yes. Now, now I can't join you. We will find a way to pay you what you're worth. Well, that won't be hard. I'm not worth anything. Oh, yes. You are the best. Yes, I know, but I'm not worth anything to you. Why? How can you say that? Because I love you. I never said that to anyone before. I wondered how it would sound. It sounded wonderful. Feels wonderful. Now, look, I can't stay here. Why not? Because I'm a soldier. I'm a professional soldier. I can never do anything else or be anything else. Forget that you love me. Be a professional soldier here. No, no, I can't forget that I love you. So I can't be a soldier here. I can't think like a soldier, act like a soldier. Here I can only be a man in love. We held the final council the night of the attack. I looked at Baroja's face. I should have known he'd be betrayed. Why? Because this is when it usually happens. But you said nothing. Would you have believed me? No. You would have gone ahead without me, wouldn't you? Yes. And so, because of you, I disregarded all my instincts, dismissed all my experience, and I was even willing to throw my life away. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. This is how it is. I love you. And I'll be afraid for you. I owe my life to Lopez, to Jacinto. And I'll try to save theirs, even if it means defeat, and that's why I can't fight here. I cannot be a soldier here. Do you understand? I understand. Soldiering, that's the only thing I'm fit to do in this world. And I can only do that for strangers. But we love each other. Yes. But will you give up the revolution? No. And I can't give up my profession. 
does that leave us? In a cave. Surrounded by our enemies. Waiting. For death. For rescue. For whatever fate will decree. But waiting. Together. Here and now. Here and now. Does anyone in the world have more than that? On the surface, perhaps, yes. But basically, the here and the now. This is the great equalizer. This is what makes all human beings kin. I am here now, and in just a few moments, I shall be back again. Uh, pardon me, you wouldn't happen to have a pair of... of man-at-arms, soldier of fortune, freelance mercenary. Until quite recently, these were the men, the professionals, who would sell their services to whichever country paid them. Why does a man leave his hearth and home forever to die among strangers in a far country for money or adventure? Who knows? It is one of the ancient mysteries of mankind which makes it grist for our mill. Our cast included Larry Haynes, E.V. Juster, and Ray Owens. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Raven House Paperback Mysteries. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time... Pleasant dreams.